0: Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins. By day I work in corporate, but I have an obsession with all things personal development. So I became a life coach and started this podcast as a way to help others break free from living a life that's good on the outside and wake up to the one they actually want. When I got to my most uncertain place, all I wanted was someone to say, hey Alicia, you're a little off course and this is what you need to do. That's what I wanna be for you. This podcast is a place where I want to share my experiences and provide you with community, knowledge, and inspiration to make change in your life. Sometimes we get a little lost and need help course correcting. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let this be your wake-up call. Now let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast. And as we go into this episode, I wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever stayed in something longer than you should have? Maybe you were in a soul-sucking job that you know you need to leave, but you just can't seem to do it. Or that relationship, right, that you overlook all the reasons why it is not meant to be, but you just keep, you keep in it thinking like, oh, maybe it'll change. You stay, right? You stay too long. And it got me thinking, why do we do it? Why do we stay in things longer than we should, right? I think there's that fear that you can't get something better, that you're not deserving of it. You stay because you think it's better to stick with what you know rather than facing the fear or uncertainty. You stay because, quite frankly, you're just afraid to start over. You start to have doubts and question, like, what if I can't do it? And at the root of it all, you stay in these things because you don't trust and believe in yourself, You don't trust your own abilities to do it. So many of us struggle with this. We lack that trust and belief in ourselves to do something different, take the risk, make the change. And what's underneath it is low self-worth. It's that sneaky freaking culprit keeping us stuck, making us think we're not deserving or able to do the next thing. Well, my guest today, Lauren Ansley, knows this feeling all too well. After years of staying in a career that left her feeling stuck, she got to a point where she decided she needed to make a change, and she took some pretty big action, quite frankly. She stepped into the world of entrepreneurship. In June of 2019, she started hosting live stand up comedy shows at local breweries in Charlotte. And just three months later, she quit her full time job, sold her house, and went all in on her newly formed stand up production company, Beerly Funny. So, to hear all that, you might be thinking, wow, that sounds like a pretty confident person to be able to make those kinds of moves, right? Well, she began navigating these big decisions and having to pivot through, um, hello, the pandemic. (laughs) She had the realization that the only person she had to rely on was herself. And in that, it brought up a lot of stories around her own self-worth. But it was in these moments of being stretched to her limits where she discovered her power, her confidence, and she began commanding what she's worth. I can't wait for you to hear more about Lauren's story. So without further introduction, let's jump into the episode. Lauren, hey, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. How's it going? Woo,
1: good to be here, Alicia. What an amazing intro. I want to meet this incredible woman. Who is she?
0: It's you, it's you. <laughs> what? No, I just, it's it's pretty interesting. So to provide some context for everybody, Lauren and I first came to know each other last year. And we were working with a business development coach. And I- from, you know, sitting on the sidelines watching Lauren, it was in this time period in which she had, like I said, she went all in on her, this, this vision she had, right. For starting, starting your career, your company. And I just remember thinking like, I would not have had the balls to do it. You know, in preparation for our conversation, I learned so much more. And what I was seeing from the sidelines was like only the half of it. So I'm so excited and thankful that you're here, you know, willing to be vulnerable and share more about what this path to your self-worth because the thing is is what I took away is that you didn't realize this was something that was lacking for you. Is that is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, that's very fair to say.
0: When you got to the point that you mentioned to me that you knew where you were in your career, you kind of had a decision you were going to make. You knew that you either needed to you wanted to reset your salary or start a business or do both. I'm curious of what was your mindset back to when you were in that job? Like where were you at and how did you get to this decision? Because I think a lot of us stay in jobs way longer than we should. So I'm curious how it all came to be for you.
1: Yeah. Um so I'm not batching any employer or organization. Uh, I think every every time we're in a situation, we can learn something from it. So it just wasn't the right fit for me and I kind of knew that early on. Um, I just, I didn't really feel like I fit in with the culture or with the organization, um, but I'm a hard worker and it was a good company to work for. So I, I worked there for about, I think four years. And, um, I had honestly, um, if any of your viewers are interested, I'm single. I am an older woman. I don't have any children. And so I never really had like a passion for life. I didn't really have like a like a set direction. You know, I I often say I wish that adulthood came with a syllabus. You know, when you're in school you're told what classes to take for this major or what direction you need to go for this goal. And once you're you're done, that's it, you're on your own. So, um everyone in my family had career paths, engineering, school teacher, doctor, lawyer accountant. I didn't. I went to school for marketing, and I was like, I'll figure it out, and then I graduated, and I was like, all right, where are those job offers? Come on. (laughs) There weren't any, so um, throughout my career, I really didn't have much direction. I knew I wanted to go into marketing, so I was like, okay, let me try this. Okay, let me try this, and um, so each position that I was in was like, okay, well, I want to do this. I want to try give this a shot. I want to try that, so I've kind of used that as a electives, (laughs) electives, <laughs> maybe for, for uh, lack of a better term. But um, when I started getting into comedy, I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. I love this so much. So I started um, hosting comedy shows and I realized how much I enjoyed that and how good I was because every single job that I had, I had learned something from that helped me in this position. So I have a background in marketing and event planning in every position I was working in marketing or I was working in event planning or both. And then I realized um, when it was time for me to take that massive leap, um, that I'm very impatient. I was like, let's do it. So um, I was just at a point where I was, I was ready for a change and I wasn't sure what that was. Cause I think a lot of times in life, the changes happen to people. Like they meet someone, they fall in love, they have kids, or, and that's more of a direction versus their job. And I had volunteered and I just kind of looked for stuff and, my job wasn't like my passion. And then when I finally found something that lit me up, I just wanted to go full forks into it.
0: I think so many people can relate to that as far as being in this place that, you know, you had even earlier mentioned kind of in your family, people that set out on a career that, right, you go to medical school to be a doctor, you go to law school to be a lawyer. Right. And then I'm in that camp too, that marketing. Right. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. what the hell, like you can do everything, which is also like a blessing and a curse. Cause you're like, I don't know what I want to do. Just someone tell me, right? Like, I think a lot of us struggle with that. But so you, you find comedy, it sparks you, but you go, you go all in, like not everybody takes that action. I'm curious of like, what was the tipping point that you're like, I'm doing it? Being the president of my HOA. (laughs)
1: Um, If anyone out there is a part of an HOA and you're maybe considering becoming a president, don't. You will want to sell your house and move. So (laughs) for me, it was, it was, um, I mean, that was part of it. I had purchased a home and it was like two miles from my office because I do not like a long commute. And, um, I was like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be a homeowner anymore. I you know, there's it's weird. There's something that appeals to me about not having any root. Um so when I finished, I went to Winthrop and I graduated and I lived in Rock Hill and then I moved to Fort Mill and then I moved to Charlotte. I didn't want to move to Charlotte because I was the city intimidated me. And now I've been in Charlotte for 10 years now and I'm like, but I'm not putting down roots. But you put down roots because you put you have family and relationships, and I don't have any family here, but you have friendships and You don't have a cat, so of course I have a cat, Um, but so I have roots here, so I guess I just, um, I had an amazing opportunity where um, I could move in with some friends that I used to live with, and it's a very good situation, so I was able to be able to afford to do that, and take the, the equity that I had in my home, and live off of for a year while I launched my business, I did not know that normally people do a side hustle, or a side business, for a few years before they go all in, I was like, oh, it's been it's been three months. It's time, right? <laughs> Let's just do it. And I think part of the reason is I just didn't know that you weren't supposed to do that. I mean, I, I hear entrepreneurs say all the time that if they knew how difficult it would be or if they knew what they were really getting into, they would never do it. I think there's a lot of truth to that because it's way harder than you think. They can also be way more rewarding, and you like like the point of this conversation. Learn more, a lot more about yourself along the way. So no, it wasn't smooth sailing. It's a lot of trial and error. And you know, when you think about it, when I thought about it, I was like, I have a whole year, a whole year to figure this out. And like you, you mentioned earlier, my two goals were to reset my salary because I, I felt like I was underpaid because I was in a position that people ten years younger than me were in because I hadn't really pushed towards to advance my career because I didn't really have a focus or a goal in mind with my career. So I was just like, okay, I'll take this position. Okay, I'll try this position out. Um, so I wanted to accelerate my pay and I was like, oh, I have a whole year. That's plenty of time. Um, that's That goes really fast. That wasn't really smooth sailing. I was just still figuring it out. But I said, I'll have 12 months to figure it out or reset my salary, get a, get a fresh job. Just in my head, that mentally made sense to me. And then six months into my grand plan, COVID hit. So that was also not smooth sailing and all my shows were canceled. So I jokingly say that um, COVID hit. I didn't have a global pandemic written into my business plan. And also I forgot to write a business plan. So that one's on me. (laughs) Really didn't have a plan. We just got a theme for my whole life, I think. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, that was very interesting.
0: I can only imagine the enormity of the risk you take to even start your business. And then, right, we say there's some bumps, but right, you start to experience some wins, you're learning things, but then the freaking pandemic hits. And I imagine there's like some, oh shit moments. (laughs) Yep how do you like, tell me more about that. How do you begin to pivot? And I'm also curious of like, at what point do you start to realize that this is so much more than you just trying to right? like keep your business afloat? When does it really start to feel personal?
1: Oh gosh. These are such good questions. Um, so when COVID hit, yeah, I had a few of those moments for sure. I, I say that I started a new position called the fetal, and I stayed in that for a few weeks. Um, and then I actually saw some friends were doing virtual shows online, um, so I tested that out and started doing that myself, figured out how to do it over Zoom, started doing virtual shows. Um started doing a little bit of corporate business, which I never would have thought I would have done, or at least not in the few first few years. It certainly wasn't planned because how are they going to engage their employees? So I had a company reach out to me actually to do some virtual shows that so my business shifted from doing live shows with breweries to doing corporate entertainment, which is totally different, totally different clients and different kinds of setups. Um, added some different kinds of entertainment to kind of make a boutique entertainment company instead of like a comedy. Club, Mobile Comedy Club. Um, where oh, it's been, there's been so much. Um, in our group that we were part of with that business coach, there were some crying, there were some epiphanies. Um, I realized that, you know, one of the first things I usually say on stage is I know I don't look like a Spanish comedian, I look more like I'm about to ask to speak to the manager. And there's a lot of truth in that because I like having a manager. I like having to report into someone. And of course, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to report into yourself or you have to specifically have a coach that will keep you honest and keep you going. And I had a lot of business coaches and I think you can get overcoached. And I definitely did because I wanted somebody to give me the answers because I didn't want to, I didn't want to take the time to figure them out for myself. So the impatience kept coming up, self-worth kept coming up. When I first started my business, um, the venue would pay me a a production fee, but their ticketed shows were free uh, because I didn't have enough confidence in myself and my product to charge tickets because I didn't think people would pay for them. So, you know, I went from $5 shows, $10 shows. Now my shows are $15 plus per person and they're high quality shows. And I have confidence in that, but it was a journey to get to that point so it's baby steps along the way of realizing that I am worth this. Yes, people will pay for it um, because it's a high quality offering. But I think the reason that I want to make it so high quality is because of the lack of self-confidence and self-worth. So I'm like overcompensating. So I'm like, you know, wanting to make it a very high quality event and experience for everybody. So the self-worth definitely kept popping up. I don't know that there was any particular moments that I can pinpoint is kind of an ongoing process, but especially when you're like trying to figure it out and you have no idea what you're doing or you're tossed in. I know a lot of people were tossed in this pandemic and had no idea what they were doing. Maybe some situations to
0: me, you'd have to figure it out and you don't have the answers and that can be really frustrating. And I think that sometimes these lessons or us getting exposed to even knowing that maybe our self-worth isn't what we think it is, we don't know it until we're put in these situations where we're forced to deal with it. But something else that came to mind too, is because I experience this in my own personal, you know, life, friends, people I've coached is to me, whenever I start noticing in myself, if I'm looking for something outside of me, that's a red flag, that it's an area that I'm not firm in my foundation. So when you mentioned you reached a point, right? You had all the coaches and maybe you were overcoached. I think that's something if someone out there is listening and they're feeling that they're in an uncertain time in their life and they're looking to the external, they're looking for the course, they're looking for the advice, they're looking for the manager, like you said, like someone just tell me what to do. Those are often the times in which you need to look inside yourself, right? And like, because Mm -hmm. what you need to do is within you, but we're so conditioned to think that someone else has to tell us what to do. And it seems like you were confronted with that, right? In the construct of your business. Like you were looking for someone to be like, what do I do when really yeah. it's your business and you you get to decide what to do.
1: Yeah, there's no roadmap. There's no roadmap for it's, you know, starting a business. Yeah, there's certain steps you need to take, like get it legal or to, you know, website rules or things like that. But you have your own schedule, you're responsible for figuring it out on your own. and it's a big point of frustration when you're waiting for someone else to tell you, because the truth is no one else had experienced a global pandemic. No one else had launched a virtual entertainment company in a global pandemic. Nobody knew what you're supposed to do. You just, you have to figure it out for yourself. And I'm very deadline oriented and me staring down the gun of this end of this 12 months that I had I was like freaking out. I was like, what am I supposed to do now? I have X amount of months left. I got to figure this out. So you also have the element of the time crunch and of resources because, you know, I don't think we talk enough about resources as an entrepreneur. Yeah, you have to make sure that you maximize your time, but you also just have to have money. You have to. We can't pretend like that's not a thing. You have to be able to pay your bills. You have to, I mean, you can trim down your expenses. Yeah, but you have to be able to pay your rent or your mortgage, if you have a house, um, you know, like, or your HOACs. Um, So there's, it's not just, let me just figure this out on my own. It's no, I have to figure this out. And I have this, these bills that are due. So it's that added layer of, you've got to figure this out, but you can't, one thing that I've learned is you can't speed up the process. I can say I have 12 months to figure it out, but it's taken me 18 to get to this point where I'm feeling like really comfortable. Actually, it's been two years now, and I'm just now figuring out how to like make it work with venues and and um not make it work, but make it super successful for everybody within a reasonable way. And it's a lot of self-worth because I didn't feel like I have the confidence to to ask for what I'm being offered. Now. venues are coming to me and asking
0: me to do shows instead of me having to go to them it's a shame to me that we, as women struggle with our worth and like charging what, you know, valuing ourselves at what we are worth, but it comes up so much. And I don't know if this is the case with men or not, but it seems to me, you know, as you said, like, you can't speed up the process. I feel like, I don't know why so much with women in particular, I feel like it's like we once we walk through it, we get the experience and then we're like, okay, we got this. And then all that confidence piece comes in. And it's, I, I don't know. I don't know if the confidence can come. I don't know if there's like a fake it till you make it when it, when it comes to self-worth or not, but I, I, I relate while the themes are different so much of the the issues or questions I've had around worth, like they've only gotten better as I've learned, gone through like falling on my face, made the missteps. And I don't know, maybe that's part of it, but it it just overall, it saddens me that we don't charge what we're worth right out the gates, especially when we step out in that entrepreneur space and it so, comes with confidence because you'll take whatever you
1: can get, you know, and then that's when you realize that they say the fortune is in the the niche, once you find out what you're really, really good at. But it takes you a while to get there. Sometimes it takes people longer to figure out how to get there. And it's the same in job descriptions. You, you mentioned men versus women, the, the idea of men will apply for a job when they have five of the qualifications, whereas women want to have all 10 or sometimes there's a missed opportunity when it comes to negotiating your salary or asking for a promotion because you're like, well, they'll just give me what they think I'm worth. So it's, you're not necessarily um, taught how to be an advocate for yourself and you more just take what people say that you're worth and you just say, okay, I guess that's what I'm worth. That's what I had done. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a real thing and it's, I I am the same exact way, Alicia, when it comes to I have to experience it. I have to fall on my face. I have to figure it out for myself. And it is, it is, um, I think it's for some reason we just I don't I don't want to put us all in some, you know, big umbrella, but it feels like for me, I have to go through the pain to understand. I have to go through the learning lesson myself.
0: You know, and it's, even as you said that, I started thinking like maybe, you know, yes, I definitely think there's significant differences of men versus women, but then it also makes me think about like, you know, all these, like the personality, like our styles, like whether it's Enneagram or whatever, all these inventories and that we are, like, I almost wonder If when you're saying like you learn, you get your confidence through the learning, like hands-on, I almost just wonder if it's, there's certain types, like, are you and I a certain subset of like, what are the commonalities in which we learn that way? Like, maybe there are other women that don't have to fall on their face to kind of have that confidence right out the gates. Like I'm probably not articulating this well, but I, I wonder if it's even, we get into women. Yes, we struggle with it more, but then is it even... Like, can you narrow it down to even like like personality traits that make it? Because right, like, would you consider yourself a people pleaser or like? Oh yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, the the whole idea of me doing comedy shows, it's taking a little bit deeper into it. I don't have aspirations to be the headliner. So there's there's basically like three spots on a comedy show. There's the the headliner, just the star of the show. The feature, who's the person in the middle, and there's the host who sets the tone. I'm always hosting because I want to please other people I want to please the headliner in the future to give them these great spots I want to please the crowd by bringing in these talented people so I'm setting up myself as the host not the star of the show so that's the same thing I'm usually like the smallest picture on the flyer because I want to give the stage to other people so yes I totally totally get that but it's that's fitting me in there instead of deciding oh yeah I'm going to be a headliner. I wouldn't have started producing shows if I wanted to be a headliner. That's yeah, I really think it's, it's a personality. I do think it's a personality thing. I think it's a also what you're most interested in. I don't know, but I, I, do, I totally agree with you. I think so it's a know. cultural thing too, because in the U.S., it's all about winning, 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 go, 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 and success. So, like, when I go to a networking event, it's like, oh, how's business? Everybody's like, oh, it's so good. I'm so busy. And people tell me that's what you're supposed to say. And I'm just like over here, like, well, my business got shut
0: down. What's going to happen? I do, I do want to come full circle too, because then I remember in um, in advance of the podcast, you know, I'd reached out to you and said, hey, I find your story so inspiring. As far as, again, the outside looking in, I'm seeing this, you know, you go all in, you launch this company, right? Like that's pretty gutsy. And right over the past 18 months, a lot has changed. And you had even, you know, now you know, you can bring us up to speed as far as where you are at in your career. But you I remember you even said to me, you know, I'd love to be on your podcast. I'm not sure if my story will fit your narrative. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Because you've (laughs) you've made a decision in your career. And I think even more so we will unpack it. One, I never have an like a, a, a narrative or something I'm looking for per se. But I think that what you ended up sharing with me, I actually think is even more kind of badass in a sense. So bring us up to speed as far as What's kind of transpired with your business more in 2021? It sounds like more things started to shift kind of in the spring.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so everyone, guess what? I'm starting a day job. I'm <laughs> going back to work. That's right, everybody. Um, so it's actually been two years since I launched my company full-time, got my LLC and, and went full-time into it. Um, and I had a moment where I just realized like the corporate entertainment, which is what had sustained me in the pandemic, I started back doing live shows, but I realized like, that's not what I got into this for. So I was like, we talked about chasing whatever opportunities I could get. And um, I just realized that it's time for me to go back into a full-time position. Um, and so that's where I am. I'm still doing my business. I'm going to do it on more of a side basis, you know, still continue to build it, still continue to have fun, but have it be more fun and less stressful. I realized, um, I think, I think one of the things that's missing in our stories when we tell people is you don't have to be the Bill Gates of your industry. You don't have to be, um, struggling, in your garage, you know, selling off your left kidney to try to make your business work. Uh, at some point, it can be fine for it to become more of a side thing, or maybe you hang it up, or it's really just more of like a hobby for you. Um, not everyone is built to be an entrepreneur forever. I never wanted to start my own business. And um, I can't say that I particularly enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I'm totally honest. But that's not what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to do, you know, virtual corporate entertainment in a global pandemic. I signed up to do comedy shows where we brought people together and um, live events. So I made it work and I've enjoyed it. And I, I actually got into public speaking and I'm, I haven't done a single in-person corporate gig yet where I've spoken to people. But I have this talk I do about finding the funny in times of crisis. And I love that. I love talking to organizations about how they can add more humor at work without getting sent to HR. So I would have never thought that I would be speaking in front of like Fortune 500 companies or closing out HR conferences, but I have talking about this topic um, because it's it's near and dear and important to me. But I've decided to go back into um, a full-time position where I can utilize my marketing skills and then continue to do my business on the side. So I'm kind of doing it in reverse So when you're like, oh yeah, let's do this podcast. I'm like, well, you know, the idea of the super successful entrepreneur, it's it's a different kind of success. And I have to admit, I did struggle with feelings of failure. I just, I have moved past that and I realized this is just the right next step for me. So I'm not going anywhere. I'm just shifting, shifting gears and having a full-time
0: job. And this will be more on a part time basis. So here's where Lauren is being humble. And what I'm going to point out that she will not (laughs) say to herself Is that what I heard when you shifted and decided it was time that you needed to go back to kind of like the nine to five, if you will, I actually heard a very empowered decision because you, you also shared with me that the job you are now about to go into was one that you previously wouldn't have applied for that. Like you now see yourself differently and go for things you wouldn't have previously gone for. Mm and it also too, with your, with Beerly funny, like with doing your shows, you are now getting to be more selective with what you do, which is a shift from the days earlier on, right? Where you would just accept whatever you could get, right? Translation, low self-worth. I just want someone to validate me to now you are actually showing up to your life, making decisions on what's right for you what you want to do, not just having to pivot with your business to pay the bills. But, you know, you said, I never went into it thinking I was going to be this, you know, virtual, you know, um, entertainment company, but you had to do that right to, to keep the lights on if you will. But now you're really choosing how you show up, which I think is actually pretty inspiring.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So let's go back to being more empowered. Yes, I am. I am excited because I'm achieving what I wanted to do. I started a company. I'm not in any debt. Um, don't come at me. <laughs> Companies I don't have any debt. Um, I don't, I have, I have been able to pay my bills, put some away in savings. So it's not like I have struck out and I'm quitting because I can't make it. It's because I'm making this choice active choice on my part. And yes, this company is awesome. I start, as of right now, I start next Monday. And um, hopefully that doesn't change. I don't know why I said it that way. myself. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited. Yes. So I'm actually going to be running a marketing department for a company that is based in Italy. I would have never worked for these companies before. I mean, that I was my very first corporate client. Get ready. I'm dropping a name. It was Microsoft, may have heard of them, I don't know. Um, But yeah, that was my very first company that I worked for in corporate. They contacted me and asked me to do a virtual show. I would have never had the confidence to go after Microsoft for a gig. I I wouldn't have even applied for a job there. I was too intimidated. I've worked with huge companies in the greater Charlotte region, all over the world. I hosted 25 virtual holiday parties last December um, for companies on four different continents. It was, it's been an amazing experience. This is my next chapter. And if anyone else is considering, you know, um, just trying something new, I say go for it. Um, But maybe have um, a year's worth of income before you sell your, before you uh, launch your own company full time. Um, and it has really cool people you can live with, but, um,
0: yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. You were wonderful. And I just, I think the thing that I hope that everyone walks away from the thing that I think the past year and a half of your life, at least to me, what I see is a lot of resilience. I see that. I think a lot of times we set out and if we don't have wild success from the get-go, we are quick to deem it a failure we're quick to pick ourselves apart and say all the reasons why you know we fucked it up or we're not worthy or this or that but i think your story really illustrates that going through those hard times which often bring up the uncomfortable stuff that we mask with external you know achievements things like that when you don't have that armor to conceal what's really going on underneath that's where the real work begins and you come out the other side stronger, more confident, knowing your worth and commanding, you know, like that quote that it says, when you know your worth, you move different. And I think you are moving differently through this, through your life now. And I I hope that others from your story understand if there's something that you're going through, you know, you're setting out to try to do something on your own. I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's a workout program. If it's just life that something is hard that's not the signal to give up. I think that's where a lot of the work really begins, that you come out the other side different.
1: Totally agree. And, and to piggyback off your point of resilience, I've talked about that before with groups about how we are, we are all more resilient having go, going through this COVID, the global pandemic, all of that. We're all much more resilient than, than we realize. Um, and it's, when you go resilient, you'll see a lot of different pictures. one that I really like is a picture of a flower that is growing out of concrete. And that flower didn't burst through the concrete. It didn't create that crack in the concrete. It found a way. It moved and it adjusted. And then it came up through the concrete. So it's not, resilience isn't about bursting through. It's about making it through and moving through. And then you don't realize it at the time. Like your intro of me was was lovely. I didn't think about myself like that because you're in it at the time. You don't necessarily think about it. You're in the oven baking or you're in the blender, like, oh my gosh, we're just trying to figure it out. And then you come out on the other side and you're like, wow, look at all that, that we went through.
0: You do become more resilient. So yeah, I love it. Keep going. It's amazing. Thank you for that. And Lauren, if someone wants to, you know, connect with you personally or learn more about Beerly Funny, what's the best way that someone can find you? They can contact my local HOA. I'm just kidding. Um, They can go to
1: beerlyfunny.com. That's beerlyfunny.com. Also on social media at beerlyfunny on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Yeah, I'd love it. If you would like to, if you listen to this, you wanna follow me, you wanna come
0: to a show, let's make it happen. Let's laugh together because that's what we need. We need more laughter in our lives. Yes, we do now more than ever. So Lauren, thank you for being on the show today, for being vulnerable, sharing your experiences. And guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. If something resonated with you, do me a favor, screenshot the episode, tag Lauren and I, we'd love to know that this episode resonated with you. So I can't wait to connect with you on a future episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the wake up call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life.